This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by the rising prices of gas. Get your gas now because it's going to be $11 a gallon in just a couple of weeks. And then they're going to be passing raises for minimum wage because nobody can afford gas. And then they're going to do price controls. It's going to be great. Welcome back to 1978. <laughs> Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly Condor-related podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the number one consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host, Tim the Hannah and with me as always, it's Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. Big episode 289. Mm-hmm. 11 episodes until the end. That's right. Counting them down. Let's... Uh, Boy, what a week it's been. I drove 12 hours to St. Louis and back to try and find a house. I'm waiting for a call from the leasing company yeah. to confirm yeah. anything since they have absolutely no communication skills, which is incredible. That, that turn, turns out that's a lot of places. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my phone is probably going to – I turned off my call filter and my phone is on ring, so it may ring during the podcast. Although, you know, it's 4.45. I can't imagine they work after 5. No, of course not. Um, so I don't know what the point of putting in there that I can call you anytime was if you're not going to answer any of the phone calls or emails. Appreciate it. Um, anyway. Probably too busy hotboxing in their car. Yeah, well, they, you know, they, you're required to smoke out there. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, well, uh, Tim, is it, you, is it proof of land ownership or what is it? What's the, I don't know what they're waiting on. Like I filled out the application on Saturday. So yeah. I was thinking Monday I'd get a call a carton. Monday, no call. You mean a carton? Yeah. Carton. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, no call. So today I finally called them or an email or anything to, so today I called them. Oh yeah. Uh, and they sent me their contact info here. If you have anything, call us, call them. Oh, she'll call you back. No fucking call back. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, what have you had going on this week, Tim? Uh, not a lot. You know, did did a couple calls here and there. I'll talk about one of those a little later. Um, but now it's been a pretty, been a pretty chill uh, week since we last recorded. Um, I watched uh, most of the new Stranger Things season. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's all right. I've, I've never got into the series at no. all, so I'll take your word for it. It's it's fine. It's a little. Uh, they really did. They really split the characters up, and I don't know if that was for a weird story reason or like film. I I, I it's a, it's what for what I assume is like uh, filming reasons. Uh, not include not even including the um, the whole scamdemic. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently they've been they've spent like the last three years shooting two or three years shooting the season, um, but they really split the cast up in a like like in different locations mm. and you know what I mean yeah, uh, and so that that always seems a little weird because you're getting like you've got like three major um, cast you got like three different locations going on. And so each episode, which granted, each episode's an hour and a half long this season. Oh wow, that's like a movie. It is, so, and there's yeah. seven episodes this in the season. <clears throat> um, 
you're, you're, you're getting, you're getting 30 minutes. You're getting a third of an episode worth of story per, you know, group until, you know, they're, even, I'm starting to think they're culminating in the end, but it hasn't really even been culmination. This is season four. Season four, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and it doesn't I seem like they would have canceled after three because they seem to cancel everything after three. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's it's got to be their. I mean, it's one of it's one of if not their most popular, best selling, uh, series. It's. I think it's their flagship. I would I would call it. You their call flagship. it Netflix flagship. That's fair. And I know that the the creators have always said they wanted to end it uh, at season three or four, and it doesn't seem like. It's winding down. It doesn't seem like season four is winding down. In fact, it seems like season four is is uh, both story wise and character wise sort of a um, setback. Like they're they're backtracking on stuff they set up in earlier seasons. Yeah, and and the story, you know the the whole thing of Stranger Things is you've got like. You've got it's the '80s homage with like you know, young kids on an adventure, and you know of course now that it's multiple seasons, you're throwing in like uh you know character development of them you know entering high school, and that kind of stuff. Your typical '80s teen drama stuff, mixed with this um, you know sort of otherworldly sci-fi horror kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always enjoyed the I've I've always enjoyed their take on the the 80s horror um thing it's very uh it's not geiger-esque uh because it's not really sci it's not super sci-fi it's more rooted in fantasy uh because the whole D D that's the other that was like especially season one and this season um D the whole 80s D thing was a you know a uh a major part of it but i was i was at least especially in season one and and this season, when they use it, they use it as metaphor, mm-hmm. right? Like they they call the creature in the first series the Demogorgon, and they call the next Mind Flayer and the bad guy. This one's Vecna. All oh, those are all D and D bad guys. Okay, um, like those aren't the names of those creatures. It's the name that the kids give them because that's the closest thing they can. Oh, because they're D and D players in the yeah in the okay. in the in the story, and so that's the, so you know that's how they relate to the otherworldly horror stuff. Um, it just seems like sort of a retread. Um, but it, it, it does have, I will give them this, like if for their flagship, because probably because it's the flagship, they gave it a, a good production budget. Well, that's good. At least they did that. And you know, so, so yeah, right. Cause you can be watching a mediocre story and characters that are mediocre. And if it looks great, you know, that can that can be all it all you need to keep you going. That's kind of really what it is. Yeah, I haven't been watching any good shows. I did watch a, a since I've been house sitting for like the last week. Yeah, and um, you know the I'm watching on someone else's HBO Max account. So I just went mm-hmm. through HBO Max and like wrote down all the movies that I might be interested in watching. I think I watched about half of them. Yeah, um, because I don't have any responsibilities currently. So I get to just watch TV all day and I don't feel bad about it. It's yeah. pretty fantastic. I watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy extended editions, which I had never watched before. 
You never watched the extended editions. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the. I haven't. I haven't even watched the original films in since they came out. Well, since high school. Since, yeah, sure. Um, so they were all out on. I had them all on DVD. Yeah, I don't too. know where those DVDs went because they disappeared. But I had like all of those and all of the Indiana Jones movies on DVD at one point, and I I assume I must have loaned them to someone, and then they oh, just yeah. never came back. It happens all the time. Yeah. Um, and see, I, you know, and then speaking of that, Tim gets in the car today and he just hands me two Blu-ray cases <laughs> for Tenet and Payback. Yeah. Movies that I forgot that I even purchased. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim is the top 1% of returning <laughs> movies to people. Cause I loaned John Wick to someone like two years ago. Yeah. Right? He yeah. hasn't watched them and he's never given them back, even yeah. though I've asked several times. So I have to ask again, cause now I'm moving away. I want my fucking copies of John Wick. Uh, but so I, yeah, I've been watching these movies. I watched this movie, The Snowman, with Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. It was it was okay. Oh, I've heard that movie was shit. Uh, it's not shit. It's because it's based on a fairly beloved book franchise. Yeah, uh, Michael Fassbender's great in it. Oh, he's always he's great in everything. Um, but apparently they like changed directors halfway through, and they didn't shoot like fifteen percent of the script. And so then in huh. editing, they had to kind of cobble together what they had into a cohesive yeah. narrative and that sabotaged it some. And it, it was, it was, it was well shot. Mm-hmm. It was paced pretty well. The mystery was, it was as far as it's a, cause it's a murder mystery. Yeah. As far as murder mysteries go, it was done well in that it was one of those ones where you were solving the mystery just before the characters did. Are you familiar with that genre, with that specific subgenre? Of Norwegian, Norwegian noirs. I have, no. I am not, but I am curious to see if there are audiobooks of the book franchise. And, oh, probably, and check it out. Harry Hole is the Harry franchise. Hole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so it was. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone yeah. unless you were just looking. But I saw a movie with Michael Fassbender, and I was like, "Fuck off!" Did you ever see um, the American remake of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Uh, no, because I don't believe in communism, and every dollar that those movies make goes straight to the Communist Party. Okay, yeah, because Steve Larson's a big commie, and even though they're all about like share the wealth and and redistribution of income, yeah. they take every fucking dollar of that girl with the dragon tattoo trilogy goes straight into the coffers of the, it's the socialists. Maybe it's either commies or the socialists. <laughs> I'm serious. That is the that's really where that money he willed the the IP to the party. And now they they produced all those movies. They've pimped the shit out of it to earn themselves money. Fuck the girl with the dragon tattoo. Fuck the girl mm. with the dragon tattoo. The girl that kicked the horn's nest. The girl that played in fire. Yeah. Fuck Daniel Craig. Fuck every fucking one of them. <laughs> fuck Stieg Larson. And he's, you know what? You know he's burning in hell because all fucking commies go straight to hell. All dogs go to heaven. All commies go straight to fucking hell. The fucking 10th level of hell where you burn for all eternity getting fucked in the ass with a big fucking thorny cock. <laughs> that, that It's like a... It's like a uh, uh, stingray's barb where it pierces into you and then and it's serrated on the way out. Yeah. So it just tears your asshole open. And then it's like fucking Prometheus, right? Where he's being feasted upon by the birds. They peck him to death every oh, day and overnight sure. he heals back and they come pecking. Yeah. Every night your asshole heals back into a, a pristine, beautiful <laughs> asshole that doesn't hurt. And you wake up and you're like, oh, thank God, my asshole. And then bam, another big pretty dick goes right in your butt. Uh, fuck you you fucking communist worthless piece of shit every fucking one of you that's what's coming I don't uh 
and don't know anything about. And, and do you know why, Tim? Do yeah. you know why all communists go to hell? Because because communism is inherently an atheistic religion, and if you don't accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you're not going to heaven. <laughs> this has been a moment with Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I have not watched those movies, Tim. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I hate commies. Long story short. I know nothing about the books or the author. Well, I don't know why I know that, but I learned that yeah. information at some point, and it's Clearly. just it's stuck with me all this time. Yeah. I'm a fountain of useless information. Nobody gives a fuck about Steve Larson and his communist and or socialist intentions, except for me. That's why I won't watch it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I watched, watched a bunch of movies. I watched Friday for the first time. Ice Cube and Chris Tucker the Friday? movie is terrible, yeah. I don't know why that spawned two sequels and people talk about it. It's a movie about nothing. It's a movie about nothing. Yeah. yeah. And not like Seinfeld's a show about nothing. No. It's literally just an afternoon of nothing happening. Yeah. There's no arc. It's just a movie happens. Yeah. And someone does something wacky every now and then chris tucker gets loud yeah yeah that's what he's good at but you know what it did get us the fresh hour franchise so i guess it does have some amount of worth uh those movies are classics those are classics (laughs) i'm trying to think if there's anything else i watched uh the animated reign of the superman about um all the the period after death of superman before what is it is it just superman returns superman return of superman Superman. Yeah. yeah um where you have Cyborg, Superman, Superboy, Steel, and the holographic Superman, the Eradicator, the Eradicator, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was that was okay. It was it was well enough done. I remember reading the story as a kid, yeah. and so it was pretty true to that. And then I watched, I watched another movie featuring John Henry Irons. Uh huh. You watched the original Steel. I watched Steel with Shaq. Never seen it before. I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, people are like, this is so terrible. It's not really terrible. It's just is it bland. Ter- okay, okay. It's terrible in the '90s, low budget. No, it seems to have a pretty decent enough budget. Yeah. It's just, it's just exactly what you'd expect it to be. Like gotcha. the first scene in the movie sets up that uh, John Henry Irons and Annabeth Gish are making like testing weapons for yeah. the military, and then there's an accident because the this guy like over overdoses the weapon and Annabeth Gish gets put in a, in wheelchair, a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And John Henry Irons is like, I'm not gonna make weapons anymore. And then the guy that that create caused the accident goes and starts making more weapons. Of course it is. So then Steel has to become steel to stop the weapons. And then there's a pro, you know, the story evolves of him stopping the weapons and then they fight at the end yeah. and the movie's yeah. over. It's I mean it was just a pretty traditional yeah i watched the scorpion king never seen that before that is a piece of shit yeah wow i cannot believe there are like 11 of those and only three mummy movies well there is 11 of those because uh they started making them straight to sci-fi yes uh yeah they started putting like uh i swear i i i i mean this is a complete guess but uh i'm gonna guess who took over that franchise asylum no, 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 actor-wise. Oh, I think it's a new person every movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. I would say, like, I bet you, like, Arnold Vosloo's in one of them. <laughs> no, he's in The Mummy. Why would he be in The Scorpion King if they he's in The They gotta bring him back, right? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I... It, it was... I pretty much tuned out of that I one. mean, 
uh, from what I remember about that movie, it's just like, uh, it's just a terrible like desert adventure yeah, movie, de- desert action revenge movie. Yeah. And I, you know, they made that character in the mummy, I guess, to spin off that movie. And then I don't know. I don't think the rocks in any more of them. I think he's only, no, in he's only one. in the first one. And cause then, because then he actually, you know, was, I think by that time he was full movie star mode. I, that, that was like his first big one, but they, yeah, they made, there are five of them. And, and a untitled reboot. Right. Scorpion King two: rise of a warrior. See, the thing to me is I thought they were going to set up like them making the little paradise where his pyramid is. Mm-hmm. And he like bonds with the scorpion. And that's only like vaguely mentioned at one point. And then, uh, yeah, the the movies just go off the rails. And I've watched parts. I've caught parts of the other movies because we used to, um, like when we eat lunch at work, there was a TV there that had cable. And so, you know, there's nothing on it. Yeah. Two in the afternoon or every time we're eating. But sci-fi would usually be playing one of the Scorpion King movies. So we'd like turn it on and watch 20 minutes of it and just be like, why? <laughs> why is this being shown ever? Why was this filmed? Speaking of why was this filmed? Yeah. And Asylum movies. We both watched the trailer for Prey, <laughs> the new Predator sequel. Mm, movie. I would call it a Predator movie. It's a new Predator movie. Yeah. And uh, what did I, what did you think of? How do you think it looks? It did not look good. No. Fortunately, it's going straight to Hulu. So. Yeah, which is mind-boggling. Uh they've crashed that franchise in the ground that it's it's gone straight to streaming. Well, they had to have filmed this thinking it was going to go to theaters. Like this I is going to be I don't think so a, though. Then why make it? Why make a Predator film just go straight to Hulu? Just to like the Predator was so bad, it just tanked the franchise. It would have been fine to just go, yeah, we're not making any fucking more of these. They have the IP and they're going to use it. Yeah, that's. I liked your idea of making the movie, calling it Prey. It's not a Predator movie. It's just a movie called Prey. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and you're like, "There's an it's an invisible killer." That's kind of weird. Yeah. And then you go see the movie and like they have that scene where the the cloak comes down. It's like a proto predator with the skull mask and everything. And you're like, whoa, I'm watching a predator movie mm-hmm. now. That's crazy. Yeah. Instead, though, they're going to be like, remember Arnold Schwarzenegger? Remember Jesse Ventura? I don't think so. Those people are not showing up in that movie. No one, no one from the franchise is showing up in that movie. Oh, of course not. Uh, remember Carl Weathers? Yeah. Remember the other black guy? Bill Duke? Yeah. Okay. Remember Shane Black? Remember the Indian guy? Billy. Remember the lady? Remember helicopters? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the jungle? How, no, I bet because they they did show in that trailer that they like they run into some white men with guns. Uh, that that's where you put in you put in someone like you or Billy. Oh, oh Billy's in this movie. Billy, Billy's you, you in this so? fucking movie. Yeah. He's got Why else would they be American Indians? I don't it's know. gonna be like, oh, this is Chief Wampanoagawa. Like <laughs> just a shot of him, like old gray yeah. hair, sitting in like a teepee, and they're like, Chief. We found something. And he's like, 
I don't know what this is because this is a prequel to the movie that I was in. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when they we see the white man, there's gonna be like a black guy, and it's gonna be like old Bill Duke. Gonna be like, I'm Bill Duke. Remember me, <laughs> Carl Weathers? Yeah. Be like, oh, charge, man, charge. Something like that. That's how they're gonna get the cameo, and it's gonna be like his ancestor. Um, this is William Longfeather. <laughs> One of the, one of those uh, guys with the guns is Shane Black in the back, and he's telling telling pussy jokes, telling pussy jokes yeah. again, but like old school style. <laughs> and she said, "Minus pussy <laughs> is as large as a manor." <laughs> uh, I should write for this film. <laughs> you should. Uh, uh, I was talking to my dearest the other morning. <laughs> I would say I would like a little fornication. Anyway, well, you're ready to get some issues. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. Homogenization. Why? Why can't we get it straight out of the titty and just I drink was gonna it say, as is? Because the milk, because, the, well, I mean, the milk's got all kinds of, like, bugs and stuff in it, I think. Uh, now, what you're thinking is pasteurization. That's how you get the bugs and shit out of it. What homogenization is, is you take a bunch of different runs of milk, yeah. you pour it all together, and then you get one milk, and that's the milk we drink. It's homogenized. It's all, they've, they've got all the like fat bits that, that comes up to the top. They managed to make it all just the one layer of milk. But I'm not talking about milk. I'm talking about homogenization in culture because everything has become this level of sameness. Yeah. Um, we have all these social media platforms. You got like Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and Instagram uh, and <clears throat> Reddit. And they were all kind of made with this one theme in mind. Mm -hmm. Like Twitter was a short form conversation, like just yeah. a little pithy sayings. Instagram was photos of your meals and your vacations and filters. TikTok was made to be this like short form video platform as like a... A successor to Vine. Successor to Vine, yeah. Um, and then you have Facebook, which is kind of just an aggregator where your friends talk about what they're doing. But over time, Facebook was like, oh, now we're also, you could post pictures and filters and we're integrating with Instagram. So your Instagram comes over and then Instagram's like, oh, we're also going to post videos. And, and Twitter's like, yeah, we're posting videos to where the it is. What it is now is Instagram is just a feed of pictures of Facebook and Twitter posts and reposts of TikTok mm -hmm. videos. And TikTok videos are just reacting to Facebook and Twitter posts. Yep. And Twitter posts are just reposts of TikTok videos and Instagram videos to where there's no actual, no matter what platform you're on, you're getting the same content because it's all been homogenized. You don't get to be like, I, I'm a more visual person. I like to look at still images and see like all the framing and all that like a, a really well shot photo is kind of mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you look at it. I have this photo um, that's one of my backgrounds. I made it the background for my phone when I decided to quit my job. And it's, it's of this dancer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a really well, it's a well lit shot and it's a really nice photo of this dancer. And I did the lighting and took that photo. And so I'm like, I look at that and I'm like, that's the work that I want to be doing. It's the, I'm trying to manifest for myself. So anyway, uh, that's why I thought Instagram would be a good platform, but it's not because it's all just the same homogenized bullshit. Yeah. And 
to me, it's like, to me, it's like whiskey, right? I like whiskey and I have a hundred plus bottles of whiskey on my bar that are being packed up now. And like, I was picking them up and I was looking at them as I was putting them in the bed and like, oh, there's an Irish, there's a bourbon, there's a rye and there's a scotch, there's a this or a that. And it's like, I like all of these, uh, you know, so some of them I hate, some of them I like <laughs> a lot. Some are my favorites. Some are just okay. But every one is like a little bit different. And yep. you, you take one down to taste it to get like these different tasting notes. Now, what social media has become would be the equivalent of me saying, I like whiskey. What I do is I go to the store and I buy expensive whiskeys and then I come home to this barrel and I just pour the whole bottle in the barrel and it has every other bottle I've ever bought is mm -hmm. just mixed in that barrel. And then I flip the little tab and fill up a glass and, and that's that's whiskey. It's just a blend of whatever bottles I bought. So yep. I, you can't taste any individual notes of everything. It's just one big barrel of miscellaneous blended whiskey. Uh, I bought that bottle of Four Roses. Let me buy another bottle and just add it in there. What What is it? It's it's mush. And sure, it would probably taste pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I would probably like that. Well, that that's only because that's inherently part of the whiskey making experience already. Is, it is it, it, of blending yeah, whiskey, blending whiskey. But then, what happens when you buy a bottle like John Paul, right? Yeah, I would bet if I had a fifty-five gallon barrel that was just full of whiskey, and I added that bottle of John Paul, it would make the whole barrel taste sour. Oh yeah. And so now I have ruined this whole barrel, but I have to keep drinking it mm -hmm. because I can't. That's all you have. I can't just drink. Well, I I can't just take this bottle and pour myself a glass yeah. of a single type of whiskey. What is that? No, I need my homogenized blended out exactly a little bit of everything all at once. And yeah. That's why like if someone comes up to you and is like, Hey, I want to get into whiskey. How do I, what do I do? Start drinking a lot. Sure. But like, <laughs> but if they're like, give me like five bottles of whiskey, mm -hmm. you wouldn't give them five bourbons, five bourbons. Yeah. Um, well, like uh, when Truckin' and Tuckin' made his nine bottle bar, mm -hmm. right? He uh, he was like, I want to I want to pick nine bottles. Tim, you pick three. Tab, you pick three. I'm gonna pick three. And then we'll have like a nice blend of everything. And I said, Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna guess all three of your bottles uh -huh. each, and then I'll pick I'll pick three based on your three your six to fill in the gaps that are yeah. missing. And so that was what I did. And and but now he has this bar where everything's good. Mm -hmm. You know, you pick three that you like, he picked three that he likes. You like probably two, you probably like two of his, two of mine. Yeah. I like all of your choices. He likes probably two of yours and two of mine. So there's, there's only a couple of bottles on there where it's like, eh, I don't, I don't really care. One person's going, I don't mm -hmm. really care for this. Um, but it's like, there's rise, there's scotches, there's bourbons, there's Tennessee whiskey. There's a little bit of everything on there. So if you want to make a cocktail of any kind, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to make a Lynchburg lemonade. I need the Tennessee whiskey. We've already got it. It's yep. on the nine bottle bar. Now we could just take all those and pour them into one and be like, yeah, we're going to make cocktails. I'm just going to add simple syrup and bitters and vermouth and lemonade and olives because it, we're just going to kind of make those a are cocktail. Like, those are, the those cocktail are things, things that go in cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here you go. Here's just your glass of mud. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not that's not the way that works. And I see homogenization in other places, too. Like, 
I think a great example of this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And specifically where it started was with the costumes. Yes. The costumes became the same bland, like uh, textured, textile, over-designed... Too many lines. Costume. Yeah. And the last one that was like felt a little different was Ant-Man. Yes. And that one was just a little bit... It was kind of trying to be retro because it was made mm-hmm. back in the 60s. And then Ant-Man 2, they replaced it with one that looks like, or maybe it was in, um, no, it was in um, Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. They replaced it with one that looked kind of like everyone else's. Yeah. And t- to me, as a person who studied costume design, albeit very briefly in, in college, like I understand the process of going through this, right? But when I took costume design class, the way that I approached costume design was, what would the how would the character come go about getting these things? Yes. Like yeah. you're doing a streetcar named Desire. Where did the character get these clothes? Fucking the store. Yeah. Uh, pff, done. Now you're doing something like she kill she uh, kills monsters, which is a show set in a D and D universe. Mm-hmm. Now you have to go like, okay, this character is like a night wizard elf thing. Where did they go? How do they make these? Well, they made it from the skins of like conquered enemies or like this magical threat. And then mm-hmm. you kind of make it out of those those pieces. Yeah. If I'm making a superhero story, you have to think, okay, how did this superhero make this costume? Yeah. Are they are they a street <clears throat> level hero? Yeah. Like, know, are they a, a, like a Batman style where he's already rich, so he has all the you know high technology? What what does the costume have to like what parameters of the superpowers does the costume have to follow along with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Doctor Strange is actually a good example because he doesn't have one of these stock costumes. He has like this wizard costume. Yeah. <laughs> and sure, it's just a generic like he's wearing a gi and a cape and like all kinds of belts, belts and straps yeah. and stuff. But he's not strapped into like a weird faux leather spandex thing. Like Daredevil in the Daredevil series, they put him yeah. in one at the end of the first season. It's like, oh, yeah, he went to this guy who makes, like, special textiles that are bulletproof and knifeproof. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, they explained it, but where did he get it? Where did that guy get it? And I don't want an episode where it's like the guy goes to Joanne's like, oh, I invented this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, like, he just got the same fabric that all the other Marvel mm-hmm. costumes are made out of. Uh, Spider-Man, he had that, like, hoodie costume that he put together. It's like, there yeah. you go. That's, that's Which was also, like, comic... It was also like an Easter, like it, like it referenced the comic. It referenced the comic because it looks like it looks like Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider costume. Yeah, the, you know, with the cutoff um, arms on the hoodie, and I mean, yeah, it was there was there was a design there. Like someone someone went and did some thinking before they put that, and then then it's just like, oh no, you can't wear that. You have to wear like even the goggles, generic, right? Yeah, they they barely touch on that, but he needed those goggles to focus. Yeah, because his his spider senses were just so high the top and over yeah. the top that he needed those goggles. And and then they're like, ah, uh, you know, you're gonna fight with the Avengers. You have to go to the MCU tailor. And it's and then the movies kind of all started to become the same because again, Ant Man was a heist movie where they had superpowers. Yes, and they had to use the superpowers to do the heist, but. It's in in its basic form, it was a it was a heist movie, and there was a period right there where they were making like genre films. Yeah, Captain America: The First Avenger was a war film mm-hmm. that 
just he was also a superhero. Yeah. Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier was a political espionage thriller that was also a superhero mm-hmm. film. And then they're just like, oh, we're just making superhero films now. They, uh, good guy wants to be a good guy. Bad guy doesn't like the good guy, so they're gonna fight. Yeah. Bad guy is a bad guy version of the superhero, and the third act is them just fighting in a CGI shit fest, and that just became Black Panther and Captain Marvel. And Iron Man three, and that was yeah. it. Was just this bland oneness that every movie started to have, uh, you know. Even and then, and then the Eternals came out. Right, the Eternals have been on Earth for ten thousand years or some stupid shit. They they're a spacefaring race or something that comes down to Earth. I don't know their story because mm-hmm. I'm not into comics that are boring and gay. Yeah, and what do they show up to Earth in? Fucking MCU costumes. <laughs> Welcome to it. Yeah. We got these in space 10,000 years ago. They look just like your costumes. Yeah. How is that even possible? What about Shang-Chi, right? Shang-Chi is supposed to be the master of Kung Fu, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in his movie, he, you know, we, there's, there's backstory and then, but you know, in present day, he knows all his Kung Fu, right? And, uh, but he goes back, um, to meet his his lost family, uh, where do you lose him? In China. Oh, uh, and um, you know, at the end of the movie, he gets his, you know, his sleek, uh, new costume, uh, and it's it's even like rooted in like Chinese uh, mysticism. His, 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 his costume. His costume is. is. There's a whole there's a whole part in the end of the movie where they're like. It's it's essentially he's he's wearing dragon scale mail. Okay. What does it look like? An MCU costume. An MCU costume. It's just and and I see it more with like Star Wars and Star Trek. Mm-hmm. How they've turned Star Trek into this action series where people talk about their emotions and they act upon their emotions impulsively. Like Star Wars was always kind of more about spiritualism and uh like an ultimate evil and an ultimate good mm-hmm. and those those fighting against it's a fantasy one another. It's a, it's, it's a fantasy it's, yeah. movie, yeah. And Star Trek was always more about like exploring themes of the human condition and and just taking yeah, bring, whereas Star Wars is a, discussing them. Star Wars is D and D. Yeah. Star Trek was always um It's Nova, but the fictionalized Nova or uh, I'm trying to think of like um like those older, uh, like Asimov stories, or or yeah. be in those those sci-fi magazines. Yeah, yeah. And and now they're just kind of this homogenized oneness. And the TV shows, like they have, they have three TV shows happening now. I think, or I don't know how many TV shows, but they're supposed to be. You have the one that's a prequel to T- TOS. Mm-hmm. Then you have the one that was that was a prequel to that that's now in the future, like in the f- deep future. Mm-hmm. And then you have Picard, and somehow all their Starfleet uniforms all look the same, yeah. and their their ship screens all look the mm-hmm. same. And it's just, it's like this is a the TOS to post TNG. That's like a hundred forty years. Yeah. Um, and then you've got this one in like the year three thousand, and it's still just the same shit. Like that was a that people, was people put more thought into like fucking Stranger Things. Like I was talking about earlier, which is yeah. set in the eighties. 
And but like, that, like, but that has a basis in reality. So you can just go, you can just go online and be like '80s things and put them in your show. Yeah, it takes creativity, creativity to invent the future mm-hmm. and consistency. That was one of the things in TNG. So there's an episode of TNG Relics where Scotty shows back up on the Dyson yeah, Sphere, yeah. right? And they have the Janolan, which is an older ship that's post the TOS movies, but pre TNG that, that Scotty was on, right? And now in TOS, there was all like these bejeweled buttons that they're yeah. pushing. And even in the films, it was buttons on consoles in the early films. And then in Final Frontier, we start to get towards this like prototype Lacars because Lacars is the interface it's we see in TNG. In TNG. Touch screen and yeah. yellow and blue. And and so they, when they show us the Janolan, they don't make it a Lacars screen because they got all kind. Of, they could just go into the factory and the warehouse and just be like, yeah, throw all these Lacars screens on yeah. here. No, they went and found the stuff from Final Frontier to make something that looked like where, when it was supposed to when be. When it was supposed to be, so that you could follow this timeline. They did that with the costumes, too, where we'd see certain flashbacks, and we'd see Picard in, like, the Monster Maroons mm-hmm. without the collar, without yeah. the turtleneck. But then when he's in the Academy, graduating the Academy, he's got the turtleneck still. And then when he's on the uh, uh, Stargazer, he's in the Season 1 TNG uniforms. And they did a really good job of... And a lot. They would even do things where they'd establish that a character had been left since a certain time by putting them in an old-style old uniform. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when they, we see Thomas Riker on the planet where he got trapped for eight years he's wearing like this torn and tattered version of the season one uniform because he was abandoned before they switched to the Nehru collar jackets there's an episode of deep space nine where a character had has been kidnapped by the dominion and is being being held for several months and so he's still in the older voyager style uniforms even though they switched to the first contact uniforms in the show like that those little things and all of those costumes are different because it's not just one boiled deal where, oh, Star Trek's all, all these shows are just the same. Voyager has a different feel to TNG. Mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine has a, has a very diametrically opposed feel to Deep Space Nine and TOS and, T- and Voyager because it was set on a fucking alien space station. Those little bit of differences let you track the difference between series and and make things stand out. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're making anymore. We're just making no. kind of a one size fits all content. Everything is the most bland, boring version of it that it could possibly be. Video games. Um, I read this fucking article that was about how Elden Ring has sold a bajillion copies, right? Yeah. But it's still not the most popular game of 2022. That award goes to Fortnite. Fortnite. And it's like, like so no game, shit. <laughs> games as a service are still king to to things it's not going to knock it down it's like the writers are so pissed off that elden ring is popular they're so pissed off yeah but it's like the people that play Fortnite aren't playing elden ring like do you understand that they're or they or they did and they beat it and they went back to Fortnite because that's that's what you do in those games yeah Fortnite is a game that you can come and go from elden ring is a game that you play and then you're done yeah and but there are di- there are different markets, right? Yes. I'm not attracted to either one of either those one, games. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, oh, they're going to Spider Man PS5 is coming out, and I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to play that Spider Man. Um, the PS4 Spider Man's coming to PC. Coming to PC. I cannot wait for the removed Mary Jane mods. Yeah. I just want to see all the new suits. 
people will, people will start creating. Yeah. yeah, I just want them to remove Mary Jane from the game <laughs> completely. I'll learn how to code, and that'll be my my. <laughs> she's not in any cutscene. Any any cutscene with Mary Jane, it's just Peter talking to himself. Empty seat across from me, just yeah. like I hope we can get back together. Nobody. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel and homogenization, uh, the the new uh, Disney. So I was surprised. I watched some of Moon Knight, and costume wise, uh, they. So his main Moon Knight costume, they did like add. They added more texture and stuff than is usually in his kind of just all white mm -hmm. costume, but it was, it was good design because they stayed to like the Egyptian themes and made him like a little bit more, like more mummy esque wraps. Okay. And then his Mr. Knight costume, uh, was straight out of the comics and looked great. His Mr. Knight costume is when he's just like in a suit and a full, like a white, white face mask. Yeah. Um, it was just a, he's in a, just a white pure, all white. Does, outfit. He, does he have like a ghost version where he carries like a Confederate battle flag? And a cross. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so, so that was surprised that, but you know what? I also surprised me was that the new Miss Marvel show is coming out mm -hmm. and I'm a fan of the comics. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that, uh, comic because it, it's, it like, it's the best of like high school, uh, Spider-Man uh -huh. since Spider-Man is now like 40 in the comics. Yeah. Uh, it's the closest thing to like the, to that. But so she's a high school student. What is her comic? What does her comic outfit look like? Something she, a high schooler would find in the drama department classroom. She wears Converse. She wears leggings. Mm -hmm. She's got like her main like t-shirt dress thing. Doesn't she wear a burka too? Uh, not in uh, not not while she's wearing her costume, mm. and she's got like a scarf, and she wears a domino mask. So she's not being halal when she's being a superhero. <laughs> um, but in the Disney Plus show, like I've seen the trailer, she's got a full ass like MCU Jesus costume, and but but the sneak but the sneakers because that's easy. Yeah. Um, Another great one is Batman. Right. Yeah. Batman in the movies has worn an all black costume since 1989. Pretty much. He, I mean, he had the, he had the yellow bat, but then I think by Val Kilmer time, it was, it, it was back to black, just back fully black. And, and George Clooney, it was just that they just did the, the silver highlights on him when he did his ice, suit. The ice suit. Yeah, yeah. And I've always liked the blue bat suit, you know, the yeah. gray top, gray and the blue, blue underoos, blue. And oh, yeah, he's a shadow. He's the knight and everything. But like you can convey that while giving us something to actually look at in yes. fight scenes. Uh, they did Ben Affleck, I guess. He his was the Dark Knight Returns, gray and black. But it was that weird but texture. It, it was a, stuff. It looked like the thing had been super glued back together five hundred million times. Yes. Yeah. I've always been a fan of the what I guess is the sort of I guess the current um, modern suit, which is the gray and black. Yeah. But not not crazy armored or anything like that. With no highlight around the bat symbol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can go either way on the highlight around the bat symbol, but um, I also like the the animated series where it's black, but then it has like blue highlights. So mm -hmm. it's, I guess the implication, it's kind of a really, really dark navy. Well, that was, a, that's, that, that's more of an animation thing. Uh, yeah. But if you were to make that costume sure, in sure. reality, I think you would make it in a really dark, navy. really dark navy. Yeah. yeah. And technically speaking, our eyes don't perceive black against black things as being black. No. 
Um, but our eyes do perceive our, our eyes have a harder time perceiving shades of Navy. So if you mm. had Navy curtains and you're wearing a Navy bodysuit, you would kind of disappear more than you would oh, if really? you were against black curtains. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what it is, but I read a whole article about how cool. theaters should have Navy curtains and stagehands should wear Navy outfits. Huh. Yeah, instead of traditional blacks. Yeah. And I think it I think it might have been partially motivated by the fact that we call our clothes blacks and they don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um because well, but then but then we'd have to call our clothes gays. <laughs> <laughs> it is Pride Month after all. But anyway, that's my issue, is homogenization. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of seeing just the same bland thing. I want to see something interesting yeah and unique that's why john wick is such a, a interesting franchise because it's not it's it's just we're just gonna do action scenes like you and i <laughs> talked about the other day about if john wick 4 was literally just a setup like stad chad seleski sitting there <laughs> in a chair between the scenes and he's like hi i'm chad seleski director of john wick 4 uh so in this next scene john wick is trying to escape from a laundromat I enjoy. And then they just show a sequence of John Wick killing people in a laundromat. Yeah. And then he like st- staggers out the door and it fades to black and it fades back up on Chad Stileski there. I'm like, wow, wasn't that some great action? Well, at this next one, John Wick is at a bat mitzvah. <laughs> and then it fades to black again and we fade up and he kills a bunch of people at a bat mitzvah. And like, and that was, if that was the movie, it'd be five fucking stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but John Wick is is it's like lit in all those in super intense saturated colors and it's such a simple story and mm-hmm. it's focused on the action and there were you know at the time you had movies like Taken where it takes thirty eight cuts to jump over a fence <laughs> that was why nobody was so good yeah like yeah it was it was just the the same kind of formula as John Wick but everything was done so well and it just told you a story and it didn't try to add anything it just yeah. It did need to be a homogenized mess. The Equalizer, another great example of mm-hmm. that. And then they fucking made a second one. And nah. sucked the life out of it. And then they made a TV show with Queen Latifah. You know about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was... Did you ever watch the original TV show? No. Me either. Yeah. I wonder if that's any good. Maybe. It's probably like uh, The Saint... Yeah, it's just someone, it, or Kung Fu, or Gosh, the Incredible the Hulk. Man, I haven't watched The Saint in a long time. Where just a person shows up, fixes everyone's problems, and then wanders off. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom, boom, Gosh, I wish they would make a Good Hulk. TV show? Good Hulk anything. Well, she hulked him. Yeah, I wish that would be good. I, I, I'm also wishing that would be good. But clearly, it's not going to be. No. No. Anyway, well, Tim, what's your first issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Uh, labor. Um, yeah, you had to shit out a baby this week. Yeah. Uh, you may now deliver the child. Yeah. <laughs> so you actually, this happened to you last week where. Um, so when I, when I, when I joined when I started being a stagehand, it, I mean, the first call was basically just cause like you were like, Hey, we need like a camera guy. Yeah. And I was like, I can do that. And then it was like, there was other stuff involved, you know, before and after the camera stuff. And I was like, Oh, this I've, this is, I, I kind of know this. Uh, I can do enough of this. Well, but also, but like I, you know, I've, I have, you know, I did this, I did some of this in high school. 
a little bit in college and it's like, I know my way around, you know, some of this stuff. I can do this. And it's not terrible. You're right. And it, the, the pay is decent. Um, working conditions are usually pretty good. Um, usually. Usually. Um, and it's like an odd enough. It's interesting enough. Most of the time, even, you know, it can be samey, but like, um, it's an interesting enough, like career path where you tell someone that and they're like, it, it that's pretty unique. Yeah. People like to ask you about it. People uh, like to ask yeah, you. Yeah. Concerts for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I love seeing concerts. I know. Cause you're a retard. <laughs> um, and so I've enjoyed doing it, but occasionally people will hire the union for the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, like last week you said you did a call where like you unloaded a truck. Yeah. And then you like, there's a four hour minimum and the guy's like, well, I still got you for another two hours. Why don't you, uh, like go get my, uh, laundry pickup and take my car to the, fill my car up and get it waxed. Yeah. He just kept adding shit to our, our thing. I was very annoyed. He's lucky I was no longer in charge because I've been in charge. I've been like, no, no, yeah. you're, you're requested load a truck. He didn't say arrange shit in your warehouse. You want to arrange shit in the warehouse? That's a new four hour call. You want to pay for eight hours today? Yeah. And so that happened to me, uh, on Monday, uh, we're, we're setting up for this car show, car auction show, and they need an office where people can do business because their people are buying and buying and selling cars. Mm -hmm. So we're putting up like these fake walls and that's fine. Um, it's, you know, it's not stage, it's not really stage work, but it's gotta get done. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, everything's gotta get done and it's gotta get done by someone, you know? And the truck guy, the guys that drive the semi trucks aren't going to be doing it. That's, that's their job. Um, and you know, and I was on, I was on backup call for the Tuesday and Wednesday. I knew, I knew Tuesday and Wednesday were like actually, you know, actually setting up the stage. And so I was on backup call for that. And, and Monday was like, Hey, we're going to be building these office walls and laying some carpet. And, you know, that doesn't sound bad when you think about it in terms of a regular stage call. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you find out you're in the Expo Square building where they don't run the AC if there aren't people paying to be there. Yep. Yeah. And it's uh, 95 degrees outside and 120% humidity. It's been raining every night for the last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have to uh, lay carpet. Um, th- these humongous, ungodly, humongous rolls of carpet. Uh, 10 foot by 140 foot. Uh, you have to lay two of these down to cover what they need. Yeah. They plus run, a middle bit. They run a thing down the middle and then, yeah. Uh, and it was just exhausting. I mean, it was the, I, I was about to pass out. Uh, it sucked. It sucked in the worst kind of way. Um, and what really got me was, Later on, I, I like I look over all the way across because in the morning, you know, we're we're starting we're you know we're getting stuff ready, and I see the guys, you know, they're bringing in all these semi trucks and they're unloading all the 
the truss and the lights for the st- stage. I'm like, oh, that's what Tuesday and Wednesday's work is. Yeah. So then I'm working later and I see someone that isn't up with us. I see another stagehand and then I see another one and another one. And I look over and they're doing stagehand work. They're all, they're over there setting up lights and stuff. Yeah. Everyone at the top of the list. Everyone at the top of the list. Yeah. I think that was the call that I also, I also got offered one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take it though. Yeah. I'm never, yeah. It's like, I, that's, that's why people do like the people who it's their first time. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'll, I'll try that. They come here one night and they do stuff that is not even close to as bad as that was. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to do this. This fucking sucks. Um, and they, they dip. When they say, when they ask you about Oktoberfest, the answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is true. Um, because none of the people at the top of the list are willing to do any of that shit. No, of course not. And they get to pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually offered to do the call you were on if they couldn't find someone mm-hmm. to take my position from, because they wanted all the same crew from last year. And I was on that crew last year. And I said, yeah, I'll do it if you can't find You would have been fucking pissy, man. I'm pissy all the time anyway. I mean, it would have been a, because because the guy that, that did it that instead of you, mm-hmm. I, I've known him for a while. Yeah. So you we both we both have known him for a while. Uh, it takes a lot to get him riled riled up. Yeah. And uh, he was not happy at the end of the day. Yeah. I think I have a little bit better even temper than he does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. No, because it. It's just, it is what it is at that point. Uh, but no, I, I turned it down so that I could spend time packing, Yeah, which I have five days to pack. I have uh, 12 days to move. And I have not yet been heard back from the leasing company. Some motherfuckers. But yeah, you know, he, you know, and, and it's, I, and I wish, I wish that the people in the higher ups would start to track this kind of stuff because yeah. I started tracking these things and I started saying we're not doing stuff that's not state chain work. Like I understand yeah. it gets money for people who are not high on the list. Mm-hmm. But it also at what cost? It also makes them not want to work for us at all. Yeah. So if they have that Saturday free and standby personnel or QSR or someone is willing to do non-state chain work and they call that person and that person says, Yeah, I'll do it, and then they go, Oh, fuck this. They're not going to be taking. Maybe maybe they'll go get a nine to five or yeah. a forty hour a week job or whatever. But if they have free time and our jobs are they pay well and they're decent enough work, they'll say yes. You know, there are a lot of people that work a nine to five and then they sh- they go to the BOK center mm-hmm. and they they'll do a loadout. Yeah. They'll do a loadout at the PAC on the weekends or load in and load out at the BOK yeah. on on the weekends because. Yeah, I can get an extra hundred, two hundred bucks, and then and they know what to expect, and they know what to expect. That's the other. That's the other thing is like, um, it's not that stagehand work isn't difficult. It can be. Yeah, it can be. Uh, it can be physically training. Be like phys- when you build stages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That those suck. Yeah. Um, but built you are building a stage. Stage is in yeah. the name of the the job position. I mean, even on the the most basic of nights, you're pushing heavy objects around. A lot of the time. Yeah. Even if they're on wheels, those fuckers are heavy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so when you take those people and you make them do stuff that the people that usually do like car, like car- carpet layers, right? People that lay carpet for a living. Yeah. 
are used to it. Well, and they have the right gear, right? They have the right like gear. Knee pads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what the at most like 90% of our of of the stagehands at most right the tools they bring crescent ranch and knife. Yeah, crescent yeah. maybe a knife, right? Yeah. Uh not everyone carries their knife on them. But like yeah, like that's gloves, crescent ranch hard hat. That's 90% of what we need. Knife all the flashlight time. Those are, those are the other two that I put in there. Sure. That I would recommend as someone. You would recommend, yeah. 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 And, a, and a good pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah, I, I I wish they would get that through their head because that was one of the things I was doing is, I like I said, I was turning down stuff when they go, hey, uh, you know, we want you to do this thing. Like, it's really not in our purview. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't load warehouses. We're not aware. You know, you what you know as a, mo- as a bunch of movers. movers. Let me you recommend you two yeah. men in a truck. Or post something on Craigslist where you'll pay cash. Like, um, but I don't get to make those decisions anymore. Nope. Um, if it was just building that office, that's really not that bad. No, of a gig. no, and and it's, it's not that, that not that that wasn't you know taxing, taxing, yeah. and that's actually it goes pretty fast if you get a bunch of people that have a, a good system. A good system, yeah, yeah. When we did it last year, there was like four of us. There were six of us. It was two teams of three, and we were leapfrogging one another, and just we blasted through yeah. it really quick. And then the second day, we had to go down and join the carpet crew, and yeah, that sucked. And then the and then the, then they loaded out, and it was just all the same tiring shit in reverse. Yeah, yeah. which is why I'm. Why, uh, they're, they're, uh, I, 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 good thing I have my phone right here. Um, I, so. You know, you don't you don't send the calls anymore, and you had a you had a very specific way of yeah. I had a format that I pretty much you had a followed. format, and I like that format because it gives gives me gives you pretty much all the information you need to know in as in as short of a thing as possible. Yeah, 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 it would say something along the lines of, "Are you available for car auction setup at venue? Mm-hmm. Date, date, time, time, and then sometimes a brief description of what we're doing. Yes, carpet and building an office, loadout, TBD. Yeah." This is the uh, this is the I'm gonna paraphrase some of this, but this is the um, this is the text I got. You have been requested back to do the out for the car auction call. Location blank, uh, time and date. Time is subject to change and be earlier. Here's who the steward's gonna be. Pay rate for this call was locked in. Expect the higher pay for the out also. Mm. So apparently, so they did negotiate that you guys are getting tech one rate instead of. I I guess so. Yeah, that's that's that'll be nice um yeah i got one today are you available for oklahoma at the tulsa pac 6 16 8 a.m to 2 p.m load in day one 6 17 8 a.m load in day two 6 30 call performance number one 6 18 so mine would just be yeah 6 6 16 8 a.m load in 6 17 yes. 8 a.m load in yeah. 6 6 17 6 30 p.m performance 6 18 12 30 performance 6 18 6 30 performance 6 19 11 30 performance 6 19 4 30 loadout yeah uh so that's why like as soon as i got that i was like that's a saturday saturday we usually do movie nights see what the guys see if the guys are busy on saturday even if we didn't end up doing a movie night no thank you i'm not available <laughs> <laughs> ah that explains that text okay yeah. yeah, I'll just be packing and packing and packing, and then I'll leave here and we'll go do movie night. It'll yeah. be great. Watch, watch some more MXC. 
yeah, I was thinking of, uh, I don't know if you guys would want to watch it, but I had some, I have some Amazon credit so we can, we can rent something fairly, uh, fairly new. Huh. I was thinking Jackass forever. Okay. Yeah. I'll just torrent that. I don't yeah. really think it's worth blowing a, a credit on. I don't know if I want to reward those retards yeah. with more money because I haven't watched any. I've watched clips from the other movies, but I haven't watched any of the movies. I watched the first one. That was it. Yeah, but that's a good issue, Tim. And that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This fucking episode is brought to you in part by the Brigada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, well, our first news story comes to us from the internet, specifically uh, YouTube, and of course, uh, 3D printing, getting further and further along as the years go by. Uh, YouTuber Ordinance Lab um, pub- has just published a video showing what they say is the world's first 3D printed rocket launcher. Yeah, I saw this. I don't know what the difference between this is and like a PVC tube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's basically, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it looks, it's fashioned after, um, you know, an actual rocket, rocket launcher. launcher. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like a rocket launcher uh-huh. and not just a uh, potato gun. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I understand, I understand the, th- it's neat, right? Yeah. But I'm, I, maybe I'm an idiot, but I just don't know how much, uh, so like a gun, right? You, you're, you're exploding a cartridge and your mechanism has to be able to withstand the force of that explosion as the bullet exits mm-hmm. the barrel. That's why you can't make the barrel out of like glass because yeah. it'll explode. Um, that's what, you know, the, so the 3d printed guns they're making, you know, you can't make the slide out of plastic you can't but you can do like your grip modules and certain pieces of the gun can be made out of 3d mm-hmm. printed materials and it has to be like specific types of 3d printed materials i i'm just trying to understand is the force like the barrel of a rocket launcher is not containing any force because the rocket blast has to exhaust out the back At of the, the back, hole. Yeah. so what's the difference between this and a pvc tube with like a weird trigger mechanism to ignite the rocket uh, ease of use. I mean, you can't. You ha- you would it, have. It, it's a pain in the ass to three D print stuff. Uh, I guess because you have to have either a printer big enough to print this whole fucking thing, or you have mm-hmm. to print it into pieces and assemble it. I don't know. Be like it'd be like yeah, we have a three D printed mortar launcher. Uh, well, so um, uh, deterrence dispensed is the name of the uh. 3D printed weapon syndicate. Uh, they just put out. They put out a video also of uh, it's a 66 millimeter recoilless launcher with shoulder rest attachments that allow it to convert to a mortar on the go. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I just so they 3D printed a, a rocket launcher. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. It is cool. I just um, are 3D printed like pistols even. No, they're that, they're totally feasible. No, I know they're feasible, but are they? You know, I think three D printing still has a long way to go before it even gets. That's because the news, the shit that the news posts about three D printed guns, yeah. they post like the version ones of these things. The three D printed guns. Now, now I was just saying three D printing in general still has a, a way to go before it's adopted by 
uh, mass. I know you can get like oh mass manufacturing. Yeah. I don't think mass manufacturing would ever go with three D printing no. for guns. Yeah, but if you want to make your own three D printed guns, yeah, at yeah, home, yeah, you yeah, absolutely yeah. can. Uh, sure, sure. And three D printers these days are not expensive at all. No. Uh, speaking of rocket launchers, though, Tim, you know what you can find on the dark web right now for $30,000? What? Javelin missile systems that we gave to the Ukraine for their war against Russia. There's some of that $40 billion mm-hmm. that they're stealing from you and me uh, going into sending rocket launchers over to the Ukraine for them to, to sell back to us on the black market. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I loved how um, for like... You know, for a whole week, they're like $40 billion. Elon Musk could solve world hunger instead of buying Twitter because he doesn't like being censored. Yeah. And then, like, the next week, the U.S. government's like, yeah, we want to send $40 billion on top of the $19 billion we've already sent to Ukraine. So $59 billion. Like, why didn't we send that $40 billion on fixing world hunger? That's all it would take. Yeah. Now, we got to keep on propping up this failed regime. Anyway. Well, our next new, next story comes to us from Arizona. Uh, it's about a new uh, restaurant there in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of restaurants these days, they try to get by on a gimmick. Yeah. Um, I say the best gimmick is just Serving making, good food. S- making good food. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, gimmick really gets people in the doors. Uh, That's crazy talk, Tim. Uh, the restaurant is called The Mission, and it's in Old Town, Old Town Scottsdale. Um, their, uh, their thing is that their walls are made of Himalayan rock salt and you can lick them and you can lick them. Gross. Very gross. Yeah. Um, the, the, they say that the Himalayan rock salt has natural sanitary properties, but restaurant staff do regularly wipe them down. With just a wet washcloth, probably. I don't think the same that's thing they used to bust the better. tables. Yeah. Um. Send me this story, by the way. Yeah, I want to send it to my sister. Um. It's like it's like if the restaurant's gimmick was, uh, we're so clean you can drink out of our toilets. Yeah, well, it's like uh, come drink out of our toilets. One of those ice hotels they make in in you know like Greenland during yeah. the dead of winter that you can stay in. And then they melt. It's like that, but in the desert. So they made it out of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, my. So my sister, we were. I don't remember where we were, but there was a place that was selling salt lamps. Yeah. My sister thought they were kind of cool. You know, they just hollow out a little, put a light in there, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen them everywhere. And so anyway, the salesman starts talking, and she was, uh, I think she was like fourteen or something. She was, she was still pretty young, and um the salesman starts talking to her about it and he's like telling us about all the sanitary properties and stuff and like listing off the benefits of, of yeah. these. And she is obviously weirded out by this guy. Cause he was, <laughs> he was weird. He was weird looking. And, uh, one of the things that, that he listed was that it was like, it'll, it's, it's cure, cure foot fungus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're like, uh, <laughs> Like, what? do you, do you, we ended up not asking, yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah. rub your feet on it? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And so anytime we see those, those lamps now, we yeah. always joke like, oh, there's one of those lamps are good for curing foot fungus. My sister did end up eventually getting one. Yeah. I don't know where she got it. I think she got it like at a Goodwill or something. Yeah. Those are, those are weird. QuentinTarantino.com. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I had, um, I was somewhere and. Someone shared a sipping tequila with me. 
which apparently is a thing. And he served it to me out of a glass made of Himalayan rocks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, they need to serve um, margaritas out of those. That'd be a great idea. Yep. Uh, well, our next news story is an odd one. Um, really weird. Um, this is a news story about Tonka. Tonka is a Hollywood chimp. Oh, I thought it was the trucks. No. Uh, Tonka has appeared in a number of Hollywood productions, uh, including the 1997 Alan Cumming comedy, Buddy. Um, you, they, you say that like that's a movie that anyone has ever heard of. Well, The 1987 Alan Cummings hit, Buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, nobody's heard of that. Nobody's heard of it. Sure, sure. But it's important to the story. Okay. Um, because... Uh, the monkey also diddles, kid. <laughs> uh, no, but... Um, the owner, uh, Tonka's owner, uh, allegedly made false reports of Tonka's death and then had a false cremation, uh, all to throw authorities off of their tracks. Um, Alan Cumming uh, offered up a reward, um, up to like $20,000 on the whereabouts of Tonka. Um, Why? Because, so, what happened was, last year, um, they raided uh, Tonya Haddix, his owner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year, authorities raided their home uh, and found Tonka hidden away in, like, a secret room (laughs) with a 60-inch TV, a iPad. um, This is a monkey, right? This is a monkey. Okay. The monkey had a sixty-inch TV, TV than I do. This is bullshit. <laughs> An iPad, and they said they found um, they found evidence of like there was a St. Patrick's Day party thrown, mm-hmm. and like I guess the owner like shows off the monkey at parties. Uh huh. Um, what else are you gonna do with a monkey? <laughs> a monkey with an iPad, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, I guess what what so my theory is someone like went to a party, mm-hmm. and it was like, you got a fucking monkey in your back room, uh, and then called the police. Um, the owner, of course, uh, the owner says the owner claims that uh, Tonka had a stroke. Um. And wouldn't survive the move to like an animal sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they did move them to move him to an animal sanctuary, uh, he he wasn't properly socialized with other monkeys, so he wouldn't get along with them. Um, and so, so my guess is like the owner was just, well, you know, it was, you know, it's 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 their monkey, and they're like they're scared that the government's going to come and take their monkey away, and so they're like. Yeah, uh, like you know, hold a funeral and cremate a a, a fake monkey, all to throw him off your trail. It's a weird story. It is um, a very weird story. But apparently, the monkey is now in uh, Alan Cummings' basement. Yes. <sighs> Anyways, uh, we've got another news story. Um, this is from Florida. This is a great Florida man story, as all Florida man stories are. 
Um, in Sarasota, Florida, um, deputies were dispatched around 1230 in the morning to the warm mineral Springs motel. Um, they, they, the man that called them said he was walking outside the motel overnight when he spotted a dark figure moving along the bushes on the, on a path. He said it looked like a dog with a long leash. Um, and so, uh, he went up to it and that's when the alligator bit his leg, ripping a chunk of his leg off. Holy as shit. He tried to get away. Um, they took him to the hospital, of course. Uh, but yeah, this guy was like, this guy is outside a motel and was like, oh, look at the little puppy. And it was an alligator. I don't see how you would make that mistake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right? like a joke that's in a movie. Like, wow, that's a really weird looking dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can't I think that is a joke in a movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, oh, it's Ant-Man. They're with you know the ant gets like all hugeified. Mm-hmm. They're like that's a weird looking dog. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but uh, how do you mistake an alligator for a dog? Um, it's got four legs and a tail. Must be a dog. <laughs> the same people that think a bee's a fish. They're just yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's that dog. Well, that's the news for today. Hmm. That's a well. That takes care of our. This has been. That takes care of our legal obligation this week, Tim. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Our new petition to make alligators dogs. And if you want to join us at then the fight, you can visit us at HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. No, it's, uh, here's what I don't gator. Here's why I dog gators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, go check that out. Our, sorry, over there we have five tiers. We have our one buck tier, which gets you really access to each week's episode. Our two dollar tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs. Five dollar tier, we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our ten dollar tier, where you, the fans, submit a film, you vote on what film we watch, and we watch, record a feature length commentary. And then finally, we have our fifty dollar spite producer tier, where you get a say in the show. Fred the truck asked us to docs. Andy, uh-huh. <laughs> when he play, calls in and gives us his contact yeah. info, but he sent us an email. So it's it. So we're going to just read his email address. All loud, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're not. It's uh, Andy at Andy dot Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was something like that. It was very obviously like something he made very quickly to be yeah. able to do that. So anyway, well, let's get back to some issues. Tim, here's what I don't get. Tape guns. Fuck, I hate tape guns. <laughs> yeah. I hate tape guns. The way Hitler hates the Jews. <laughs> I hate tape guns. Yeah. White hot hate. I have never had a tape gun that was worth a goddamn. Yeah. Except for one. And it belonged to this very nice little old lady that I worked with at a retail store mm-hmm. way back in 2012. She had like the only tape gun in the world that worked. I don't Probably know. from the 70s or something. I don't know. No, it was a semi-modern. I've, huh. I've tried to buy, like, I tried to find that tape gun. Can't do it. I have bought so many tape guns over the years that it's now almost a tradition when I move to buy a <laughs> tape gun, get through the taping process, and, and then away. just, no, smash the shit out of it. That last box get taped up. And I just smash the fucking thing to pieces. Because they, I've... 
I've bought ones that have like, oh, a nice little, there's, there's the last one that I bought or one of the last ones I bought. It was, it was an expensive one. And by expensive, I mean like $12 Yeah, because they're not expensive. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it, it was, it had a mechanism where that big plastic piece that sticks up that catches the tape for you. When you put pressure on that, it pushed the teeth out into the tape, theoretically cutting it more nicely. Mm-hmm. Fucking didn't work worth a damn. Uh, this one that I bought for this move, I just, I was at Walmart. I saw a tape gun. I bought it. It was like $8 came with two rolls of tape. This fucking thing, I'll tear the tape. And then when I pull it away, it will backspin back into the fucking reel, which totally defeats the purpose of the fucking tape guns. They make the cheap ones that like are just the size of the roll that Mm -hmm. just have teeth. Those don't fucking work, work worth the damn. And then on top of that, packing tape just doesn't seem to have any adhesion to anything other than packing tape yeah it is so fucking infuriating to tape up a box and then i walk past it the next day and, and the ends have come up, up. Yeah. it's like what the fuck the next time i move gaffer's tape i'm spending hundreds <laughs> of dollars on gaffer's tape and everything's getting fucking gaffer's yeah. tape shut because it's the only tape that was worth a damn i guess so i oh god it's so fucking frustrating it's so frustrating in these little mechanical devices that are supposed to fix what we're doing we're talking about common sense gun control common sense tape gun reform make a fucking tape gun that ratchets yeah boom my my backspin problem solved make a tape gun that the blade is actually sharp enough to cut through the tape and sticks out further than the peak of of an inch so that it will fucking tear through that shit because the reason why the one i have right now it doesn't have any moving parts right other than the spinning of the tape it, it has this block so that you can't, like, cut someone up with the teeth. Well, I can't cut someone up with the teeth if it's on an articulating lip thing. Like, oh, it's just so fucking frustrating that the, these things have existed for 50 years. I don't know when the first tape mm-hmm. gun was invented, and they have not improved at, in any respect at all. No. Oh, yeah, we had, this one has a padded grip. Oh, yeah, because my hand was getting so fucking tired taping <laughs> up all these goddamn boxes. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Make the tape come off the fucking tape gun. Make the adhesion on the tape stick to the goddamn boxes. It can't be that hard. Your your adhesion, not high enough. Up it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Ta- packing tape is just the worst, too. Because it's clear, mm-hmm. and you get it on those rolls, you can't find the end. Uh, I'm, uh, duct tape is... Far superior to all the tapes. I should just duct tape closed all the boxes. When we moved, one of the last times we moved, we did use duct tape because we used colored duct tape. Mm. Uh, when I moved to North Carolina, because half the stuff was one person's, yeah. not mine. Half of my stuff was going to North Carolina. Half my stuff was staying in Oklahoma. So I had two rolls of tape. I had a black one and a gray one or a silver. It was shiny silver. And she had a gray one, I think, or red. I don't remember which all her boxes were taped in red. All the boxes that were like both of ours that were just going to North Carolina were taped in red. Maybe all the boxes that were both of ours that were going to North Carolina, like kitchen supplies yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that was what was gray. And then the silver ones were mine that were going to North Carolina and the black ones were mine that were staying in Oklahoma. And the black ones really didn't need to be sealed that much because no, they were no, no. being put on the back end of a truck driven like a half a mile mm-hmm. and unloaded right away. But everything else had to be taped well. And it was like the boxes all stayed closed, one strip of tape and you're done. And then it was really easy to tell what was what. Oh, this is mine. This is yours. This is mine. This is yours. This is kitchen. This is bathroom. 
Rather than have, having to like write write the thing on every write side the thing of the on box. Every, yeah, I only write on the tops of the boxes. Um, not one of those people. There, the box. So I, I am I am very cheap when it comes to moving. Mm-hmm. I try and like save and recycle boxes to for when I eventually move, and then I go on. So I found these boxes on Craigslist. This lady was giving away. They're like they're boxes for eggs, like cartons of eggs go in these boxes to be shipped to stores. So they are heavy motherfucking duty. They're nice. great. Nice. Um, but there are all these labels on there. They're like kitchen and, the, and it's like a hello. My name is yeah. and instead of hello. My name is it says kitchen. And then in the field is written like what it cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not doing any of that. Just writing directly yeah. in the box. Yeah. The next time I move flip the fucker over. Uh, I'm, I'm notoriously lazy on on getting boxes, and so I often move with reused boxes that have old people's labels on them. Or, <laughs> and they got a cross out was on there before. Just yeah. get a big ass marker and you write on there. Like the boxes over there, one says like pots and pans, one says cups mm-hmm. and plates. Got one that says cigars. I'm not labeling any of the whiskey boxes because they're all in, in booze boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you figure these are all booze related. Uh, those will be the only things that move in in recycled alcohol containers. Uh, but yeah, God damn, it's just it just makes me want to like grind my teeth off. Like this thing that's supposed th- because what's the alternative to a tape gun? I mean, tape and scissors. Tape and scissors, which is just oh fucking god, kill me, kill me right now if that's the uh, other option. I mean, the only way that works is if you're using the exact, like you're using just a one box, just a bunch of one box, because mm-hmm. then you can just cut a bunch of strips to length. And but then you still then then the strips are either in one location, your boxes another. You have to bring all your boxes mm-hmm. over to the strips. Like with the tape gun, I'm working in one room. I've got the tape gun there. I tape up the box and I'm good to go. Really. I should have two tape guns. I should have one in the garage for when I go get a box. That way I could tape it up and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is the size I need and then take it to where I'm packing. And then the second tape gun is there. I bet you three M has like some sort of proprietary, uh, digital tape gun system. That would be ridiculous. That, had, that takes cartridges of tape. That will auto print and labels and shit for you. Yeah. I clicked on something, but it wasn't, it's not what it was. Oh yeah. Look at, oh yeah. Look at these guys. 3M manual tape dispensers with a retractable blade. Yeah. How much is it? I don't know. It's on $500. Yeah. The, I mean, the tape guns they sell these days are just the same ones we've always had. Yeah, you can you can buy vintage tape guns if you want. Get yeah. into collecting vintage tape. Guns. I'm gonna become the vintage tape gun king. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like I've I've bought them on Amazon. I've bought them in stores. I've bought them from U-Haul. I've bought them from you know like the pack and ship. I've spent the most amount of money that I could. I've spent the least amount of money that I could. Like I remember one tape gun. This is this was years ago. This one tape gun I bought was. It was like a tape gun and eight rolls of tape for like four dollars, <laughs> and, and it was shit. It was a, d- a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. The thing kept falling apart, and it's like, ah, yeah, I paid four dollars for it though. Like, ah, that's, that's fair. He paid four dollars for it. So then the next time I bought a real expensive one, you know, twelve or fifteen dollars, and it was it also sucked. And I was like, well, how the fuck is this even possible? In twenty. 18 or whatever fucking year it was. And believe me, I fucking know. Like I have I have 
moved more times than any human being should ever fucking possibly move. And yet here I am. Man, here's one that's $26. Ergonomic, ultra-wide, <laughs> Elpa ceiling cutter used for warehouses. Bet it doesn't fucking work at all. Anyway, yeah, I, I hate tape guns. I'm so over being fucked over on packing tape. and. Oh, yeah, look at this. The premium line, great for heavy-duty shipping. Uh, patented 10-degree sloped chromium blades. <laughs> third gen this is all fancy ways of saying doesn't work yeah that's the thing is they put all this shit in the description ergonomic handle like does it does it actually cut the tape and then the tape stays where it is so that i can just tap the end on the neck because what ends up happening inevitably is i have to grab the the tab of tape left Mm -hmm. over stick that myself and then pull across and cut every single time whereas a nice tape gun i just be able to set the tape there it auto bam and just Tape and tape. Oh my God, there's a fourth gen. That has I never thought I'd live to see the day, Tim. The exact same images on Amazon. Uh, of course. Maybe maybe it's the tape that I'm buying. I don't know what I don't know what it is that's going on here, but it's in This one looks like a sex toy. Obscenely frustrating. So anyway, that's my issue. I know it's a, I know it's a meager annoyance, but it's really anti reverse function. Oh, there you go. We're halfway there. How much uh, is that? A hundred bucks? Eleven eighty nine. Oh, <laughs> Same, they're they're dog shit cheap, which is why I don't feel any hesitation in just absolutely destroying one at the end of my move. Last box is packed. Time to smash this bitch. They've got all kinds of these, man. They got all kinds of different colors. You want a ye- yellow? You want black? You want green? No, I want one that works. Tim, ah, okay. that's that's the the metric, and yeah, I don't want to have not, to shop around I'm through not six at, million tape guns to not find one. Looking that works. at one of those, <laughs> there's no like sort by does it work or not. Mm. Sort by number of reviews. Anyway, well, that's my issue. Tape guns, Tim. What is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Uh, anti-violence. So, uh, he was either last night or the night before some wacko went to Brett Kavanaugh's house to kill him. Yeah. He didn't, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but the next day or today, so either the same day or the next day, Congress immediately went or the, I guess the Supreme, they, they immediately went like, we need to put in place uh, protections for Supreme Court judges 24 7. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Because you know why? You know why? Because they don't want one of theirs getting killed. Because violence works. Yeah. Oh, there's, there is that. Yes. Violence works. Uh, Just the threat of violence. The threat. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. Threats. There's a lot of threats going around along going around these days. No, okay. So me saying I'm gonna kill you, Tim. That's not a threat. But me holding a gun and coming to your house in the middle of the night. That's a threat. That's a threat. That is a, that is an imminent danger, right? Sure. But when people, when someone's on the internet, like I wish I wish you were here so I could kick your mm-hmm. fucking teeth down your throat. It's not a threat. It's not a threat. No. Now, if someone is is like holding your collar and it's like I'm gonna kick your fucking teeth <laughs> down your throat. Now you're being or threatened. Or like, here's a video of me getting in my car, driving to your house. 
hey, look, it's your street. I'm getting close. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is the the way that the elites that's this is how you know that they they intentionally don't do things because when it's one of theirs bam instantaneously, instantaneously. shit is getting fit oh, oh yeah oh, yeah we're guards for supreme court justice no uh-huh. problem yeah then 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 you got like go go get in your car if you're if you're listening to this you're probably driving right now but if you're not if you're listening and you're not driving go stop what you're doing go get in your car and drive Five miles on roads you don't normally take home. And just look at the condition of the streets. Just look at it. Yeah. Some street you've never been on. Some street you've never been on. Or you don't go down very often. Yeah. And then think about the, the shittiness of the streets on your drive to work every day. Mm-hmm. And then ask the yourself. Shit you put up with. Why isn't this being taken care of? Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, and I realize federal versus local, but it's the same sure. mentality. Same mentality. Uh, it, when when the Black Lives Matter protesters are like, we're going to march to G.T. Bynum's house, yep. the, the mayor of Tulsa. He, he, he um, fled, immediately the police evacuated from his house yep. and he's like, we're going to meet all of your demands. All of them. <laughs> Just, oh, we're going to walk to your house. Anything you want. <laughs> Just don't walk to my yeah. house. Yeah. So, that, so then after you've been on that road, you go find out where the mayor lives of your your little city or town. You go find their road and see how nicely paved it is. Yeah, that's another good uh, another good metric. Yeah, go go look at the roads that are real really well paved and see what's going on there. Look at mm-hmm. the quality of houses and stuff. Yeah, they could fix this stuff if they wanted to. Oh yeah, fifty nine billion dollars to Ukraine. Fifty nine billion dollars. I realize that's a drop in the bucket compared to our national debt, but just it's like, also a drop in the bucket compared to like their mentality. Like, like, like I was saying before, like these people, they don't think like regular working people, right? Like I, like you work a day, you know how much you work. Everyone knows how much they earn in a day, mm-hmm. you, typically, right? Or an, or at least an hour, right? You'd be like, okay, if I make twenty dollars an hour and I work five hours today, I made a hundred dollars. My cell phone bill costs a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Today took care of my cell phone bill. Yeah, companies and people that make obscene amounts of money and take money from uh, anyone that will give it to them just to say that they they uh, support their cause uh, don't think like that. No, no, they don't. So they're like uh, fifty nine billion. I don't know how much that is. We'll give it to them. Just think about it this way: it's one hundred eighty dollars. Would you send? $180 to the Ukraine. Absolutely not. Would you just go to Quick Trip or you know your grocery store, go into the uh the Western Union whatever, buy a money order for $180. Fill that money order out, mm-hmm. payable to Vladimir Zelensky, whatever his fucking name is, the president of Ukraine. Put that in an envelope, right? President of Ukraine on it, slap a stamp on it and just send that out into the ether. Would you do that? Absolutely not. No. Fucking no way. I don't I and, don't know this guy. Do I don't know you, what he's going to spend it on. Do you know anyone who would do that? Like even no. the people that are like, "I support you." Would you put $180 in an envelope and just put it in the mail to Ukraine and and the and, most the most you'll get out of most people is uh Well, I donate to GoFundMe. Text please text 61616 um to send ten dollars to the uh, 
Ukrainian Relief Crisis Fund. Yeah. That's the most you'll get out of someone. A working class person. And and it's yeah, and it's because like that's an in unfathomable amount of money. Yeah. Versus $180 like you can what is you know that's three tanks of gas was one tank of gas in a couple <laughs> weeks like yeah. which cell phone bill that's a car payment that you know depending on what your budget is that could be a quarter of your rent a, a quarter yeah. of your rent groceries for the month yeah you know that could be a lot of different things 59 billion dollars is a meaningless number yeah and it's not really coming directly out of your pocket like they're not like tim i need 59 billion dollars from you right now but yep. 180 dollars that's that's not you know, to a rich person, to someone making six figures a year, it's not that much. Someone who's making, you know, fifteen dollars an hour working at Walmart thirty hours a week because they want and they don't get health benefits. Yeah, I mean, what's the what's? I mean, we see it. It's it pops up every like couple of years where like the you know most Americans can't afford a five hundred dollar crisis. Yeah, a five hundred dollar emergency. Yeah, and I'm not. And some people would say then, oh well, we should send one hundred eighty dollars to everyone in the United States. Like. No, because that's, that's not going to solve it. That's not going to solve it, and we're still out one hundred eighty dollars. We're yeah. just at that, like that's what the stimulus was. Biden stimulus. Mm-hmm. It was just them sending you your, your tax, tax refund return. early. Yeah, and then oh, now you owe money on your taxes. Uh, but that sixteen hundred dollars was really worth it. Mm-hmm. It's like oh yeah, great. That sixteen hundred dollars cost me five hundred dollars in the future. Yeah, thanks so much. Like it's, it's just immensely frustrating to see that kind of stuff and and then these people kind of flaunt it in your faces with being able to fix things in a at a moment's notice when it's a threat to one of their folks because mm-hmm. the supreme court justices should be afraid you have a lifetime appointment we're going to end your appointment yeah. term <laughs> uh the Maybe it'll make you think twice before you make decisions that affect people other than yourself. Yep. Uh, and uh, and then and then they have, they have the audacity to teach you about like oh yeah Martin Luther King and Gandhi they got everything they wanted without you know firing a single shot like yeah <laughs> that's because they're, they're the exception to the rule. Not only are they the exception to the rule, they're the ones that got shot. Yeah, that too. The government didn't like what they were doing, so they killed them. JFK was going to dissolve the CIA. The CIA didn't want that to happen. So you know what they did? They killed him. They killed him. That guy was going to turn state's evidence on Hillary Clinton. So he hung himself and, and shot, shot himself, himself in the, the head face. with a shot. Yeah. No, shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. So, that is incredible. God, what was that? What was that tweet that was like, um, uh, oh man, it was the, the tweet was like, it was. I was at to at Hillary. It was like I don't know fifty nine people that killed themselves. Killed themselves. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what she posted, but it was then, like I don't know fifty nine people that have a, own a gun or something. No, I don't know fifty nine people who know people who've committed suicide. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know fifty nine people who've committed suicide. I think that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah, she was like I don't know anybody who owns and needs to own an AR fifteen. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's the funniest thing about this whole debate about the AR fifteen now is that the AR fifteen is simultaneously a weapon of war, mm-hmm. but also useless against standing up against the government. Yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so tired of the anti violent violence uh, narrative because it's patently false. Yes. Like, we. We keep seeing that violence works. 
Uh, I don't know if it's going to change Kavanaugh's vote. It probably won't, but no, it ma- it made them start doing something. So just think Immediately, about wh- yeah. what if we started like creating threats of violence for stuff like the mundane, like fixing our fucking streets. Yep. Yeah. The city of Tulsa, they went through this big deal, this big thing, putting, um, they were voting on the Tulsa flag. You know, it's just this oh, yeah, generic yeah. flag. I was, I was still on Facebook and my dad was on Facebook and they were posting all about how they were, um, how they were going to do all this stuff. And then my dad commented on the post, like fix the fucking streets. That's all anybody cares about. That's all we want in Tulsa. Yeah. That we don't, we don't want anything else. Just make the streets drivable. Cause they are, none of them are drivable either. Can't or won't do it. Cause they keep spending money on stupid shit that doesn't, doesn't benefit us at all. Yep. You know, great. We built this big arena. We earn more sales tax money. Uh, but we got to spend more on like fucking letting pedophiles read books to kids. Uh, violence works, man. I'm tired of pretending that it doesn't. Pretending that it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Teach and and like we've pussified kids with their zero tolerance policies. Like you can't if you punch a bully, if you're getting picked on in school and you punch yeah. that kid, you both you get, get suspended. suspended. Yeah. Like that's no good. Send you know send the the bully home and and yeah. the, the teachers know and teach people to like what uh, was it was it Teddy Roosevelt that was speak softly and carry a big stick yeah if people are afraid of getting it was an FDR no nah, that was an FDR it was either it was probably Teddy um, if people are afraid that they're gonna get their shit kicked in they're much less likely to stir up stuff yeah that's why you don't see mass shootings at police stations they go do it at schools where there are kids who are weak weak yeah and defenseless defenseless and there's no one there carrying a gun that's a soft target so people go to walmart yeah or church you know there's these perceived places where stuff or stuff is not soft and then well and that also because the fbi told them to go there (laughs) it's just yeah i'm i'm really tired of it i'm tired of being like discouraged from embracing our animal instincts because our animal instincts got us 10,000 years guess this far, yeah. yeah and then but then simultaneously it was like we have to send troops into russia which you know ostensibly is violence we need to send the cops in to make sure these people are wearing masks and disband these parties during the pandemic which is violence like it's well, just, the government enacting enacting violence. It's on cloaked it. violence. Like it's sure. It's an abstraction it's of thre- violence. It's, it's threats of violence. Yeah. And we need to have school security guards at schools. You know, their guns and their little zip around scooters mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. There's there's like this specter of violence that's around us all the time. Like that's what that's what keeps people in line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you uh, know what they do in in under communism is they take your neighbors. And they kill them in their front lawn so that you will, you know, uh, pay your fair share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or they starve you to death by withholding your, you know, the food that's supposed yeah. to come to your village because you people were too rabble rousy yep. and they starve you until you're weak and then they beat you. It's uh, like of all for every 
Gandhi, for every Martin Luther King, there are 500 examples of violently overthrowing your oppressors yeah. and supp- and replacing them. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened with, that's how the United that's States how was all formed. regimes get, get, uh, get changed. You don't Yeah. No one says the words regime change and you imagine like shaking hands and peaceful transfers of power. Yeah. Regime change. You, it's, you say the words regime change and you think of like, People getting poisoned and shot in the head. <laughs> Statues being collapsed yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. Uh that's a that's a good one. Like um they started uh people started like tackling those statues overnight, and then suddenly all the places were like, Okay, we'll take our statues down. Yeah. There's violence working for you. Yeah. Just and it's, and it's time, but, you know, we were indoctrinated for 15 years in schools to being told like, oh, you yeah. know, you, we don't use our, we don't use our hands. We use our words. If you have a problem, go to the teacher. And then you turn 18 and it's like, well, who's the teacher? All the cops. I got to call the cops on this thing. And then the cops show up. They keep your, you know, like the Uvald shooting. They were, they tased a parent. Yeah. Who was willing who was to go, go in, in there and yep. get their own kids. Yeah. Uh you you have no jurisdiction here. <laughs> um because they were too cowardly or they were under orders not to go stop yeah. a murder happening. Yes. Um in what world do you feel like those people are going to help you if someone's kicking in your front? Yeah. Like that was there are Two, three, four hundred students at a, at any given school. If you had to venture a guess, yeah, three hundred lives at risk, doing fucking nothing, nothing, literally standing outside and watching. Now imagine someone's kicking your front door, or your back door to try and get your stuff up, cracked out on meth, mm-hmm. and you call the cops. Yeah, my wife and kids and I are at being, or we're under attack by a crackhead. Okay, we'll send someone your way eventually. Was that four lives? Pfft. Yeah. We uh, we all this whole summer of burning, and that's the other thing is that we're so we've been so neutered that why is their city not burning to the ground for these kids that were that were killed through yeah. the inaction of the police? Right? We burnt down cities across the country because a fentanyl addict died in an ambulance oh, after after being arrested by cops. Yeah. Burnt to the, burnt cities to the ground. They they defunded police. They stopped prosecuting things over over a bad person, a person that frankly the world is better off without. And and yet, you know, 12, 16 kids now. What is I don't know what the number is are are dead. Mm-hmm. The police did nothing. Just like ah. We'll point that that guy to the head of the. Or he's now on the city council. Let him make some of the big boys. Was it like there's like a there's a story that just came out about a fourth grader that took the blood of one of his dead classmates and smeared it over himself and mm-hmm. laid down so it looked like he was also dead. In in to, this school, into the, yeah, to yeah, hide, yeah, to hide. That is, it's uh, pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, it is. But also, I mean, if 
you read that and 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 everyone everyone it's a it's almost a meme now it it, it became a meme everyone was memeing about cops not doing anything yeah the couple of days afterwards and they did nothing of course not why would they why would they risk their lives protect and serve no i know so the cops did nothing and then in return the city did nothing nothing yeah no punishment no no anything no. just business as usual they'll let they'll let it you know, just be forgotten about. Ah, no big deal. It's like the it's like when the shootings happen and the suspect isn't a white man, and it's just like uh, yeah. big big shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma this weekend. Uh, was what's his name? Anyway, in other news, it's going to be <laughs> sixty five this Saturday. Be yeah. sure to get out there. It's a great time for a picnic. I'm like, oh okay, oh, that that story just disappeared real quick. Yeah. Uh you know how the thing where like uh, people that like you are acquaintances with or you're you know, kind of friends with um, that don't live where you live um, and they hear about something bad that happens in the city you live in yeah. and they immediately go, hey, are you all right? Or like or or they at least ask you like, hey, what happened with that thing? Um, did you get any of those with the last mass shoot with the mass shooting that happened in our city? Well, there were people posting in discord that were like, where was tab today? <laughs> that's a me. That, they're making, yeah. They're, yeah, sure. That's no, nobody reached out to ask me if I was, okay. of course not. I, it's despite it happening in like a public place. Yeah. You could have been at, no, it was at a hospital. I'm not going to a hospital. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. If they know you, you I don't, know I don't you. believe in doctors. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I didn't, I didn't either. Like I didn't, you know, because it's it's commonplace now. It's right. it's a big nothing. It's it's all hyper sensationalized, like, um, and it's only weaponized when it's the thing that they want it to be, like this guy marching on Kavanaugh's house. Um, you know what's funny is that the the redheaded lady Jen Psaki was saying like, oh yeah yeah, these protesters should be outside of judges' houses, you know, but they they accuse Trump of inciting violence mm -hmm. against people. It's like, no, all these people are crazy. Yeah. The people on our side are crazy. The people on your side are crazy. They're, they're just crazy. Now you people are all pieces of shit. Every <laughs> fucking one of you does not deserve to live or breathe because you contribute nothing. Yeah. You are a leech. And like all parasites, you should live every day in fear of death, <laughs> trying to find a new host, or in your case, trying to evolve into something that adds to society. You don't add to society. And then when you don't add to society, you don't deserve protection. There shouldn't be people stationed outside of Supreme Court justices' houses yeah. to protect them. There shouldn't be people stationed outside of any of these people's houses. If someone is unhappy with you and you work for the government, they should be able to kill you. They should be able to kill you, not your family, they should be able to kill you. And then if when they get caught, they go like, yeah, I shot Kavanaugh in the head while he was sleeping. And they're like, all right, how many government employees have you killed this year? Just the one. All right. You don't kill anymore. <laughs> you got to leave some for the rest. You got to leave some for the rest of us. Can't have your cake and eat it too. The same way you plucking a tick and throwing it into a fire is a net gain to the environment. <laughs> You got to keep yourself from getting Lyme disease because that's what all these people are is Lyme disease ridden filth that do not deserve to exist in the share the planet with humans because they're not human. They're lizard people, whatever you want to call them.
No. Anyway, it's a great issue, Tim. And uh, I'm declaring a fatwa against you. <laughs> so, uh, well, that wraps up for this week's episode. Here's what I'm get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. Call it Heroes Get Hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord under voicemail upload. Uh, we've got a bunch of voicemails this week. Here's one from Andy. Hey, guys. You guys talking about monkeypox? You know what it really is? It's an election year, and they think of last election year and all their success, and they're like, hmm. What were the things that got us a success? Well, there was uh, COVID, which is kind of like a pox. And then there was Black Lives Matter, which would be, I know, we need to market monkey pox. Yep. I think that's it. That's a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. So... You don't want to play any more of my voicemails? Is it because I said faggot? Well, I'm going to keep saying faggot. And since the show is going to come to an end, I highly encourage everybody to start using the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Cancel us? Come on. Hey, Tim and Tab. Uh, this is Chicago's biggest dickhead. And uh, here's what I don't get. When the hosts of one of your favorite podcasts decide that they think it's up to them whether or not they keep doing the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not up to you. If you think I'm not fat enough to put on a wig and look like Kathy Bates from Misery and figure out, you know, where Oklahoma is, <laughs> and uh, I have a sledgehammer, you know, I, I want more than 13 more episodes. So, um you know, I guess uh, call me back. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, sir. This is what I think of when I heard that. We're done when I say we're done. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh. A little bit of Breaking Bad for you. Yeah. Oh, here's a long one. Hey, guys. Uh, Dad, Dad Helm. I hope oh, I'm not a no. dad again. Dad Helm here. And uh, <clears throat> got to reach for it. Or don't get for it. Uh, people vaping your car. So we're in California for friends' fucking graduation. Big mistake because California fucking sucks. And gas is $6 a gallon there. But thankfully, we're at the new Ford Bronco Sport. And... Uh, they use Turo with, like, somebody's, like, fucking old car that they're like, hey, fuck it, I'm taking a vacation, why don't you drive my car for a little bit? And, um, mom's friend's vaping in the car, right? And it's like, this isn't our car, motherfucker, don't vape in it. I understand it's not smoking in the car, but it's still, I don't want my, you know, you don't want the rental car to smell like ass and fucking cherry Kool-Aid or whatever the fuck flavor they smoke. And then I, uh, one of my coworkers, I have to drop off at work, and he has tw now twice vaped in my car, my truck, and it's like, at least ask first, motherfucker. I'll say yeah because the window's open, but like, 
fucking, come on, be better. Uh, fucking stay furious, guys. Yeah, the guys that vape kind of everywhere, especially when it's like, it smells like, oh, it's a blueberry pie or mm-hmm. cherry whatnot or, you know, the best strawberry delight. <laughs> it's it's like, read the room, man. <laughs> No, thinking. It's sad that the show is coming to an end, but I was wondering, how could the show go on? It's like we got interesting people around the show that could probably pick up the slack. It's like, I don't know. It could be anybody. Hell, it could even be Sage uh, trying to, say, explain why he thinks uh, ordering food (laughs) at a restaurant five minutes before they close is a good idea, and someone could uh, yell at him and... I need to go back and figure out what episode, what episode it, was it was that yeah. he he left that original voicemail and figure out how long it's been that he's yeah. been getting shat on <laughs> for this. Tell him what a huge faggot he is and why it's not a good idea. Hell, I'll even co-host with him. I'll yell at him. And speaking of that, I have a part-time work that I do on the side, delivering pizzas. I got all my co-workers to... Call anybody calls for an order right before we close a sage or just sage, <laughs> and they kind of got the gist of what it means. But whenever the phone rings, they sh- they now shout out fucking sage. <laughs> wow, got a whole restaurant that hates you. Don't even know you. A second whole, whole whole second restaurant. You mean? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is good. Uh, hey, Tim and Sab, this is uh, Chicago's biggest dickhead. Um, and here's what I don't get. Um, uh, when people use their turn signal at a roundabout, and uh, the other thing I don't get is uh, when I find myself wanting to use a turn signal at a roundabout, I'm trying to think yeah, I'm a dumbass. All right. Uh Call me back. I love you. Well, I guess I guess you'd put the turn signal on a turn right. Yeah. Right. And but, then, but you only there's you only But if you're going all the way around. It's, it's all it's all one one way. If you may put it on again to like signal the guy behind you that you're gonna exit the roundabout now. If you're turning if you put it depending on a left turn signal because you're gonna take the third exit on the roundabout. Maybe you're like me, right? I like to take the roundabout once around mm-hmm. and then and then go to my exit, you know? So yeah. just for fun just for fun yeah yeah i've i've gone multiple times and then like the third time you're going around the roundabout someone's just been sitting there for a minute like, <laughs> like, is like, he's going around what circles what the fuck is wrong with this guy yeah especially one you know sometimes i'll have like landscaping so you'll disappear yeah, yeah. then you come back like in in dc they have you know big four or five lane wide roundabouts that you wow. have to n- navigate but like here, that's it's all usually one lane. Sometimes it's two lanes, and there's one big one, and you can see the other side of it. Yeah. So yeah. you just see that this you know silver car is <laughs> circling around the roundabout three, four, five times. Like I think this guy might be retarded. <laughs> all right, we got one last one. Here's what I don't get: people that say, "Hey, contact me," and then they don't reply to your fucking emails. What I- the fuck is that about? I replied to your email the same night you sent it. Andy at Andy.Andy. Oh, no. It's, see, it, mar- it marked this one as red that I hadn't actually read. It's incredible. Because I replied right away. Uh, yeah, it's Andy at Andy.Andy. 
So uh, I'll, I'll I'll reply to his email now, or maybe I won't. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just gonna run run out the clock. <laughs> well, uh, that's it. Those are all our voicemails this week. Fuck Gmail. Don't mark emails red that aren't red. Okay. No one wants to archive an email. Well, it's very frustrating. So uh, I'm going to say it. He said he's asking what what's the week of 613 unless you already have someone. So we're going to say the week of 613. So the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere in there. We're going to be next week with Andy. Next yeah. Week. Might end up being the 16th because uh, the 13th, 14th, 15th is when I'm moving. So we'll see. Next week, Dandy.